Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Horror, Wine, and Crime. How's it going, Lo? Hey, hey, what it is, what it is. Lo's got this big-ass bag of Laffy Taffy, and it looks awesome. Even though I don't even like Laffy Taffy, it just looks like... I've never even seen that bag in stores anywhere. Um... I want to give a shout out to Leonard and Evelyn Johnson, who will never, ever, 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 ever hear this episode, but (laughs) because they're like, we're still shouting them out. They're in their nineties. They're clients of mine. Um, When I say you can't find two more sweeter people, it's going to be very hard. Um, 100%. They gave me a big bag of, they actually gave me two, um, some York members. Blah, blah, blah. your peppermint <laughs> patties which i'm not a fan of so my daughter was she took those um she did hijack a bag of the taffy in her room and uh there are some Reese's peanut butter cups but i hijacked the other taffy smart and move, I was smart move eating a little bit of it here and i showed crystal and it's good stuff man you can't go wrong with taffy although crystal doesn't like taffy Whatever. I know I'm the worst. I just don't like sticky things. Like, I don't like... Uh-huh, poor Brett. <laughs> Shut up. I don't like caramel. Like, I don't like things that, like, get stuck in my teeth. Like, I don't like Tootsie Rolls really... Do you know what I mean? Like, I like the flavor of caramel. Like, I'll have caramel-flavored things. But I, I don't like regular Tootsie Rolls. I could leave regular Tootsie Rolls. Now, the flavored ones, I'm all about that. Um, yeah, it's like I like the flavor of the things, but I just I just cannot stand stuff getting stuck in my teeth. Like my favorite is like Friday night having some popcorn and then also having gummy worms and switching back and forth. So you get the sugary and then a little bit of the salt or like Cheez-Its and uh, fruit snack. Oh, you can put the fruit snack on the Cheez-It. Anyway. Um, you know what combo I've been loving lately? You huh. take pr- little pretzel sticks and peanut M&Ms. Okay. Such a good combo. You know they have like pretzel M&Ms, right? I think I have seen those before. <laughs> I've not tried them though. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should just buy instead of the two. <laughs> not that I'm trying to like yuck your yum, but <laughs> I'm just saying it could make it easier for you. You're like the you're like those things are already combined. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my excitement of the night was showing you the taffy. Well, much more exciting than mine. I just went to the dentist, so <laughs> I don't really have anything cool other than that to report. Uh I had softball practice, not being personally my child did, so I went to that. We had, she had driver's training today. We, let's see, she did her first expressway driving. Ooh, how did that go? Um, It went okay. You know, little nerves going on the ramp and off the ramp, but she did good. I told her, I said, remember Cher and Clueless? That was kind of like me for a second when I was on the freeway, so... (laughs) And then uh, that's so funny. 
I went back to the gym today after being on vacation. It was a hard first day back because my body's like, where have you been? I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> um, the body but... punishes it when you when you don't go for a while. It's like, dang, you can really yeah. feel it. Because I did cycling and then straight to Pilates. Oof. But I feel good. And nothing makes you feel great than after sweating out of the workout and you're tired and you're hot, but then you come home and you take a shower and you just feel so amazing. Oh, it's the best. Yes. So that was my day. It um, sounds productive. I am here having a little bit of wine and I'm drinking it with my friend. So that's a good end of the night. Clink. A great clink, end of the clink. night. And yes, um, I have a little bit of something I want to talk about. Okay, should I hit it with it first or do you want me to hit it at the end? You go for it now, girl. You give us the hard-hitting news story. Yeah. (laughs) The hard-hitting news story. (laughs) (laughs) It's serious stuff. I'm not even kidding. Fresh off the press, people. You couldn't see us, but we were both dancing. (laughs) I was trying very hard not to sing on microphone. Same. I was mouthing every word. Yes. That's one of my favorite songs by her. Um, When I was fighting with my man that's the one I was like jamming in the car just like (laughs) letting it all out her and like Miley Cyrus are like my spirit animals well yeah Miley Cyrus really is one of my spirit animals but anyway um so I was driving in the car the other day and a morning radio talk and they told me about the allegations that was being pushed on Lizzo and I was like what um, so it started with three and the three girls were on good morning America and they went on to say that it was an abusive, toxic, like work relationship. Um, the one girl said Lizzo, like threatened to like physically fight her, like put her fists up. Uh, one girl said that she felt fat shamed. Lizzo walked up to her and said, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? You don't seem like you're normal. And she's hinting that it's all because I gained weight. And clearly that's what she's aiming for. Now, we all know Lizzo is a bigger woman. Um, She's always promoted not body shaming. She always promoted big women, beautiful women, be big, beautiful, bold that was why America loved her. Now she's up to nine allegations. Someone stated that even a producer walked off one of her, she's got a reality show. I haven't seen it. So with Lizzo, she did put a statement out that said these last few days have been gut wrenching, difficult and overwhelming 
and disappointing. My worth ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to these false allegations, but these are unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. The sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I've always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and performance seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best part that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make the hard decisions, but it's never my intentions to make anyone feel uncomfortable or look there and valued as an important part of the team. I am hurt, but I will not let the not let the good work I've done in the world over be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out in support to lift me up during this difficult time. So I think that was put out before when it was just the three, and then I guess six more people came out. So I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. Um, I mean, if they were already fired. Is this just kind of like retaliation because they got fired? But then six more come out. So how do you fight off nine versus three? I don't know. Yeah. Like if it was just like one or two people coming out saying this, I could be like, okay, I mean, not saying they're wrong or lying or anything, but it would be more believable to be like they might just be lying. But the fact that it's nine people it's a little I don't know like kind of like side-eyeing Lizzo like I feel like something could be seriously going on with that because of so many people already have come out and said that I mean like you said if they were all fired I guess they could like you know have band together and been like let's take her down or cancel her or whatever but I feel like that's like not that it's a stretch, because I guess it's only nine people, but still, it still kind of just feels like, mm, I feel like something was going down. Yeah, and with nine people, it's hard to keep all the stories straight. You have to all be on the same page. Nobody can crack. Nobody can waver. It's got to be every duck in a row. With three people, I could see that. With nine, that's very hard. Like, Right. For it to be fake. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It just... It sucks, you know, like we were talking about it. Dax and Kristen is our favorite Hollywood couple. We adore them. We compare things to them all the time. Obviously, we shout them out every show. And if anything ever came out like this, I would be like so heartbroken. I'd cry probably. Um, I know. It would be like an actual shock to the freaking system. Like what? So for all the people, like, I mean, I love Lizzo. I love the song. It's disappointing. I mean, to say that she was my ultimate favorite person in the world, celebrity-wise, that'd be a stretch, you know? Yeah. But I do like listening to her music. It's fun music in the car for me and my daughter to, you know, jam out to, or me and Crystal jam out to, for that matter. Um. So, and she always had such a great... um advocate story for bullies and being bullied and for all the underdogs, you know, she was that person that you felt like you could connect with, you know? 
that's what makes this the most like sad i guess i would say is because she was so anti-bully like stick up for people but then it's like if she if these are true allegations and she's actually doing this behind closed doors it's like she's basically doing everything she stands against publicly i mean this kind of goes back to also like the ellen everybody loved ellen for so long and then all of a sudden it comes out she's treating people like crap or people are treating people like crap you know statements come out she won't even look at anybody in the eye or you can't look at her if you're just you know someone working for her i mean not saying that that's all true but i mean again there was a lot of allegations and she denied it but then a year later her show shut down so like you gotta kind of wonder you know yeah that one did surprise me too because yeah like when you see her i mean you really never know like because you don't actually see these people in their real private lives you know you just see a curated version of them yeah on the internet and yeah, you really do never know. But some people, it is way more shocking than others. Like, you know, I've heard some things with other people and I'm like, not super surprised. You know, <laughs> Ariana Grande. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I feel like even with Ariana, the stuff that she did was stupid shit. And she grew up on the public eyes. I mean, go back to Sam and Kat and uh, Victoria's, you know. So her teenage public shenanigans was all videotaped. I mean, yes, what she did and said was gross with the, what was it? She licked the cupcake and put it back or something. Oh, and, yeah, donut. Yeah, and then said something about America. Like that, that was all like stupid shit. It should never have been done. And that was gross. I would never lick something and put it back in the grocery store. Remember on that ice cream? That was a thing. People were looking ice creams during COVID and putting them back or something. Ew, I did not know that. Yeah, That's it was disgusting. A thing. It was a thing for a while. People were getting caught doing it at grocery stores. Um, oh gosh. I hope I didn't eat any ice cream <laughs> that was licked. But at least I like to think that once Ariana grew up and she I feel like she, once she was on The Voice, she kind of had that change where she Wait, girl, have you not seen her news But lately? now, yeah, she's like not eating and she's sick and she's super skinny and like something's going on there too, like mental health wise. And I hope she gets Did help. you hear about her like relationship? I heard they're getting scandal? a divorce. They're getting a divorce. So they're separated, her and her husband. I think they're getting a divorce. But she is now in a relationship with her co-star from Wicked who was just married and just had a baby and the wife in that relationship basically came out saying that like Ariana like broke up their marriage. Okay, nope. See, I missed that. I'll have and to People are going back and saying she has a history of doing this with a multiple relationships she's been in where people have come out like the ex-girlfriends being like, no, she like basically stole him from me. So she has like a pattern of doing this. Wow. Maybe the whole Mark Miller thing took a toll on her. Right. Was that his name? Mark Miller? Mac. Mac Miller. Mac. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, but yeah, celebrities, it's sticky. Yeah, um, Definitely. But again, I hope everybody gets the help they need. I hope 
that this Lizzo thing gets fixed or it's not true or she comes out and admits it and finds a way to fix it, you know? I don't know, but... Yeah. I other Also, to add on just really quick to that, I did hear she hired um, this attorney who's known to have um, been in a lot of big celebrity cases with the person who usually is actually guilty of the crime, um, like Chris Brown, like it was his attorney. Like, so everybody's like, Ooh, that isn't really a good look to be going with this specific attorney. Cause he, I guess represented a few people. I'm blanking on the others um, who were actually like wrong in the situation. Oh, so she went for a shark. Good yeah. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if that's, a good move on her end or a bad move because I feel like now people are thinking oh she's for sure guilty if she like chose him as her attorney or whatever yeah, but I don't know we'll see a, what happens with that it's a bummer yeah definitely but in uplifting news Chris is going to take us on to some more uplifting stories more, more positive positive news um, just, just kidding. kidding you're on the wrong line <laughs> Um, kind of before we like jump into the main story for today, I have a little bit of an update. If you guys listened to our episode, um, I think it was two episodes ago. And if you didn't go back and listen, cause what are you doing? Um, <laughs> we have an update with the Carly Russell case. Now, if you don't remember Carly Russell, she is the Alabama woman who claimed that she was kidnapped on the side of the highway, but she later admitted that it was all a lie. And the update here that we have is that she has been charged with two misdemeanors in like the entire hoax that she created. So kind of like going back to like a little bit brief synopsis, if you didn't listen to our first episode episode um, where we kind of did a little snippet on this. Um, so she was a 25-year-old nursing student who went missing on July 13th after calling 911 to report a toddler that she saw along the side of I-459 in Hoover, um, which is in Alabama. Now, after her being missing for 49 hours, she returned home on foot and initially told police that she was abducted by a man who forced her into an 18-wheeler truck and took her to her house where she was told to, like, undress and, like, kind of weird stuff. Um, but obviously, this was a hoax. Um, again, we already talked about all this. But the update here is that the arrest warrant, it was issued early last Friday for Carly Russell, who, um, when she was with her attorney, surrendered herself to authorities at the Hoover City Jail. Um, the police kind of said that the criminal charges were announcing that she was being charged with false reporting to law enforcement authorities and falsely reporting an incident, um, which are both Class A misdemeanors. Um, and she did end up getting released on a total bond of $2,000. So each of the charges against Carly, they carry a punishment of up to a year in jail 
and potentially a fine of $6,000 if she does end up getting convicted. Which I feel like she will because, I mean, she was caught red-handed lying and making up this entire thing. And it became national news. Like, they're going to try to make a, um, how, how do you say that? They're an example out of her, you know? Now, um, the police chief said that Russell told investigators obviously that she was the victim in this kidnapping um he says that we now know never existed he says her decisions that night created panic and alarm for the citizens of our city and even across the nation as concern grew that a kidnapper was on the loose using a small child as bait um, and he continued to say many private citizens volunteered their time and their energy into looking for a potential kidnapping victim that we know now was never in any danger. The story opened wounds for families whose loved ones were actually victims of kidnappings, some of which even helped organize searches for her. Which is, I mean, obviously she was like not thinking straight at all, clearly, when she decided to do this. But I hope that she's like now, because she's obviously a smart girl, you know, she doesn't have any previous like mental health issues or any crimes against her she was a nurse like i don't know she was clearly a smart individual who just like lost a hold of her situation and made the wrong decision but i hope that she's like reflecting on that now how many people she probably did actually hurt doing this not just her own family and friends but like people who are actually affected by like a crime like this and like he said even set up search parties to like find her yeah I think now it's gonna be the most disappointing part is you put so much time and effort and you put your family through complete hell for nothing yeah like i if i was if she was a part of my family i would be so i mean number one they're embarrassed because that's embarrassing but number two, like, how livid would you be? Like, how do you, how dare you, like, put me through that fear and terror, like, thinking that you might be dead? You know what I mean? Right. Now, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, he told reporters at Friday's news conference that he doesn't see Carly's fabricated abduction as a quote, victimless crime. He says there are significant hours spent resources expended as a result of this investigation um he said we intend to fully prosecute this case he also said that his office will monitor the rest of the investigation to determine if carly should be brought up on any additional charges um, he says we will evaluate those if the facts are presented um so yeah her lawyer came out and kind of made like a little bit of a statement saying my client apologizes for her actions to this community, the volunteers who were searching for her to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well as to her friends and family. Um, her attorney, uh, who is Emery Anthony is his name. He said in a statement that was read um, by Durzis at a Monday press conference. So, craziness, um, and apparently, 
they asked her attorney how she was kind of handling all this because I'm sure she's like going through hell right now. She said that she's doing like anybody else charged with something. She realized that although it's two misdemeanors, it's still a serious offense and she understands that. But also the part I had to add in too, because we were talking about, you know, the boyfriend in the situation, how like this, he was the center of this whole plan for her to do this. He is now, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking out. He's asking the public to please stop bullying her. He says, the only thing I can say is I want everyone to stop bullying her. His name's, um, Tamar Latrell Simmons, and he told the New York Post in an interview that ran on Saturday, he says, I know what it seems like what she did, but just stop bullying on social media. Think about her mental health. Um, he told the Post, kind of talking about the backlash from all of the public towards her. He says she doesn't deserve that. She doesn't, like, nobody deserves to be cyberbullied. Um. And in a July 16th Instagram post, which now has been deleted at this point, he did comment on Carly's safe return, um, stating that she was literally fighting for her life for 48 hours. So obviously when he made that post, he still believed that she was actually kidnapped. But now he knows the truth. And I think it's interesting. It's it's very nice you know, because he was the center of this whole plan. Right. And I, if I were him, I mean, he was up to no good, too. You know, he cheated on her with that stripper and all the shady stuff going on with him. So I don't know if that makes him feel guilty that this whole thing happened. Maybe he feels like he pushed her to that point. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, which what he did was wrong, but it's not his fault initially. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's got to yeah. be responsible for her whole her own actions right like she responded to that situation in i mean honestly like one of the worst ways possible i mean if you want to get back at your boyfriend then do what every normal logical girl does you know call the girl on the phone and be like stay away from my man maybe egg her house maybe tp her tree maybe you know, a little note on the windshield, normal crazy stuff. Right, Not right. There's crazy, less, crazy. Like, there's less dramatic ways to go about it. <laughs> I mean, she took it. She she took crazy ex girlfriend to a whole other level. <laughs> I mean, I do. You know, I feel bad in a way that obviously she's getting all this hate online, but she brought it upon herself by doing this so yeah, i also but, don't I mean, feel that bad i don't know like like anything else she's going to be in the headlines until her conviction and once people hear whatever happened whether it's probation house arrest community service i don't know if she'll actually do jail time if she does it's not gonna be very much you know um and then after that it's going to die down. It's going to fizzle because some other big story is going to pop up. You know, some other crazy bitch is going to do something stupid. Um, so it's going to be here for a second. But in a year from now, it'll 
it'll fizzle out. You know what I mean? Right. It'll be old news. The only people I, that might hold it over her head is when she goes to apply for a job. It might be in her record. Um, I was just going to say that I wonder if she could still be a practicing nurse after being charged. I'm not exactly sure how that I, works. I don't know either. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if her boyfriend takes her back, whatever, that's on them. Um, but she might have a hard time, you know, on the dating scale for a minute. But I know, like, I don't think imagine? her life is going to be completely over for as young as she is. She's going to recover from this. It's just going to take a second, you know. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. It'll just take some time for her to, like, readjust to her new normal, get the charges and whatever the punishment out of the way and then kind of move on with life but I do agree future dating for her at least near future dating is probably going to be a little rough because I don't know I don't know I mean well who knows you know some guys like I'm crazy but <laughs> you know, move it. to new town and go by your middle name for a little while you know what I mean like right exactly start start new somewhere um, but yeah, that was just the current update on that situation. I wanted to kind of throw that in there because I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago, the main story of it all. Well, we thank you for the update. Yes, yes, of course. Um, but now we can get into today's main story. So our story today centers around a sweet woman named Edna Suttles. So Edna was a single working mom. She was from Traveler's Rest, which is in South Carolina. Um, and that is where she raised all of her three children. Now, she had lived a normal life, you know, just raising her kids, working, everything, nothing crazy. Um, and she had lived out a very long, beautiful, happy life. But as she got older to the age of 80 she was still out there working she was working as a home care assistant which kudos because I, I know that's not the easiest job um so I you know hats off to home care workers out there I know that it can be difficult sometimes especially at 80 years old I feel like that is um even more difficult you know what I mean oh yeah um, so one summer night, though, Edna had failed to show up for one of her appointments with a client, which that never happened with her. Like, she never missed work at all. Like, she was very dedicated, um, barely called and sick, like, nothing. So it was really alarming when she didn't show up with any notice at all. You know, some people... There's a lot of people out there who call in all the time or no show and it's just typical. So it wouldn't like raise too many red flags if people just didn't like show up to something. But like she was so dedicated and that never happened that obviously when it did happen the one time people were like something's not right. So this was on August 28th, 2021. Uh, they did have a 911 call go out to report her missing. Officers went to her home and they found nothing missing, like everything was normal. 
um, Greg Walter, who was the lead investigator for the Greenville County Sheriff's Department. He said there is no signs of forced entry. There was nothing that looked out of the ordinary. Now, Edna's son, his name was Douglas, he arrived at his mom's home where her dog was inside. She wasn't there, obviously, but her dog was there. And that raised more suspicion, he said, because, you know, she loved her dog. And she normally, if she was going anywhere, would have called him to ask him to, like, look after the dog. You know, she wouldn't just up and leave and not have anyone to take care of her pet. Right. You know, people were coming up with theories of what happened to her. You know, did she have a car issue? You know, older people sometimes tend to, if they have like dementia issues, you know, they might get confused and walk off. Like, was that the situation? Did someone take her? Like, you know, they had no answers. So a missing persons report did end up getting filed. Now, officers kind of like looked around Edna's neighborhood and put out a search for her Jeep as well. As investigators were working on the case, they learned that Edna was the first female bonds person in South Carolina. So, you know, just a piece of information, but they kind of were like, let's look into this deeper, you know, was this kind of a factor maybe in her disappearance? Um, now, Joseph Scott Morgan, who is a forensic expert, he says that you have to consider what the life the Bonds person is like. Edna was around a lot of dangerous characters. Which makes sense, you know, if you're a Bonds woman, you're going to be you know, you might be around some sketchy people. Now, investigators focused on her home phone records. When the phone reports came in, they contained no promising leads. So that really did not lead them anywhere. And it took a little bit to even come up with anything that could help them figure out what was going on. But on September 3rd of 2021, detectives caught a break in the case as Edna's Jeep ended up getting found. And it was found in the parking lot of the Best Western Hotel. About 1130 at night, they came to get the keys, said Alexander. And at that point, we knew it wasn't good. Because, you know, you're looking for this, in his case, his mom, missing person. She's gone. Her car is gone. You might have some hope that maybe for some reason she just drove off somewhere. Whether she was going through something or whatever the case. But you're hoping, you know, she's alive somewhere with her car. But when the car gets found and she's nowhere to be found, I feel like it kind of just, you lose some hope in that situation. Yeah, it's like a the air kind of gets like taken out of you, like reality kicks in. Right. You're like, okay, that's obviously not a possibility anymore. So 
Investigators considered that Edna maybe had met someone at the hotel and possibly left in their vehicle. So they did request surveillance footage from the security cameras for any possible clues. You know, did she drive up there? Was somebody else driving her car? Did she ever get out or in? Anything like that. Um, Now, the footage that they did recover, it showed Edna, her car, coming into the parking lot. Um, Detectives said, we were waiting to see Edna get out, but it wasn't her. Instead, it was this unidentified white male, and it was obvious that Edna was not with him. Investigators observed the individual who left her car, and then he wiped down the surfaces of the Jeep, and obviously that, like, immediately raised a red flag. Um, Investigator Walter says that game has changed, and every second... And every minute counts because now it's like, okay, she's either kidnapped somewhere or she's murdered because this random guy is driving her Jeep and wiping down all the surfaces. Obviously, he's hiding his like DNA. I just took a DNA test. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Sorry, but it's totally two different Totally, but full circle with the the reference there. (laughs) So investigators viewed security footage inside the hotel um, just in an effort to get a better image of this man to identify him. But once they were looking at the footage, they found that he never even went inside the hotel. So he just drove to this hotel, wiped down the surfaces, and then peaced out, like left immediately. So he was like a cleanup dude. Right. Like he was just like dumping the car there. They better call Saul. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They turned to security cameras at a nearby shopping center. You know, at this point, they're just like, okay, let's hit all the cameras nearby to see if we see this guy going anywhere else. Now, cameras at a Food Lion grocery store they did capture images of the man and he was walking to a silver sedan. Now, detectives kind of scrutinized the tapes. So they showed the man arrive at 9.30 a.m. shortly after Edna's Jeep pulled in. And Edna and the man, they wave at each other. He got in the passenger side of her car and they left. So clearly she knew him. Like they knew each other to some extent where he was getting inside of her car. So detectives turned to her family, showed her family this guy. And, you know, they were like, do you know him? Like, is he a family friend? Like, because obviously your mom knew him. Um, But sadly, the family did not know him. But they. They acknowledged that Edna did use online dating services. So they were like, maybe she was dating this guy or something else. You know what I mean? Like maybe she had met him through that. So investigators kind of went back to the scratching board. They went back to going to the security tapes and upon kind of looking at it closer it did appear that the man 
may have physically moved Edna from her car into his vehicle. I'm like, how do you kind of miss that? Like looking at it the first time. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess if they're, I just feel like if you're watching it for the first time, you should really like closely observe it. And clearly they didn't until they went back to it. Um, so Walter says, looking at this, there's definitely something wrong. Uh, that led us to believe that she may be incapac incapacitated. Um, he says, we were looking at a full-on kidnapping. So reviewing security footage Inside the Food Lion, investigators saw that the unknown man, he swiped a card when he bought yogurt. So there they had like a link to find him. So obviously that turned out to be like this huge break in the case because they can link, you know, who bought that yogurt that day at that time. Um, so the man with Edna, ultimately they found was identified as Daniel Prince. Um, who he had lived in North Carolina. And at this point, Rutherford County sheriffs and the FBI both got involved in the case. Now, Daniel was taken into custody at his home in Bostick, North Carolina, and detectives combed through his house and the entire property just in search of finding Edna. Um, at the same time as Daniel being questioned in the county sheriff's office. Investigators describe Daniel as being arrogant, you know, someone who liked to kind of control the conversation. Um, he said he did odd jobs as a handyman for elderly women. That was how he made a living. Yeah, that, that's how he made his living. Right, yeah. He So Daniel claimed that Edna had had a stomach bug and that he had to drive her car and leave it at the hotel. And he claimed that he drove her home in his car. But I'm just like, that's weird. Why does she, why would she want her car at this hotel? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why not just drive her home and then call yourself an Uber? Yeah. Like why would she want her car at some random location? So investigators also, you know, felt like this. They weren't convinced. Um, and as they dug deeper into Daniel's history, they found this, like, weird fact out about him. He was convicted of kidnapping in 1997 and released from prison in 2010. That's a long-ass time <laughs> to be in prison. So it was yeah, so it was clearly a serious case that he had been convicted in. And not to mention, if you did this, you would think Edna's son, who's looking for her like viciously, would have first thing what he would have said was, "My grandmother, is that who it is? His mom. His mom um, has a person that helps her out, even though she helps out people. <laughs> so that's kind of weird." Like she helps yeah. people in the assistant home, but yet she has someone who assists her because she's elderly. You you think he would know this guy exists? That would have been the first thing was, oh hey, call Prince because that's my mother's helper. Right. The only thing I could think of is if she didn't tell him about 
him. I mean, he said handyman. So maybe, maybe it was even like her first time using him or first or second time. Like maybe he had gone somewhere to like help her fix something. And she just didn't tell her son about it. And it was just like a small situation. And then obviously it turned into a big situation that he just didn't know about. That's the only thing I can think of. I feel old people, they talk and he would have been, she would have been like, you know, oh, Prince came over today and, you know, fixed that leaky faucet for me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I feel, but maybe not. I, I, unless it was her first time using his like services or whatever and maybe she was like gonna talk to her son on the phone later but then obviously it was too late that's the only thing that I could think of but yeah it is super weird like cause like you said they like to talk usually and like say everything unless they didn't have that kind of relationship I have no idea I guess it just depends well, I mean, but you've been in the cleaning business. So you, how many clients have you been to of older people? I mean, I know it's different when we go to the same house every day or every week, but I'll be there and like, we'll be at an old couple's house and their kids will come over and they'll be like, you know, this is Lori, my, you know, my cleaning lady. And they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, my mom's talked about you before, you know, she's, you know, really appreciative of you, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it sounds like at least our name is being said to the family when they come over. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It is super weird. So yeah, I, I do think like maybe it was her first time using him and she just didn't have a chance to like, maybe tell her son about him yet or something it's quite possible um when they asked about edna's whereabouts it was like daniel was like playing a game or something when they searched his wallet they made kind of like a big discovery um he had credit cards and a debit card Belonging to another woman named Nancy Rigo. They're like, this isn't you. Like, whose cards are this? He claimed that he had power of attorney over her. But when they looked deeper into this, Nancy's family had not seen her in years. Now, at the same time, Nancy had not been reported missing either which is very weird it's like if your family hasn't seen you in years why were you not reported missing unless you weren't close with your family i mean it really i guess depends on the situation now walter says everybody working on this case was very concerned for edna settles because daniel prince was still a very active violent criminal Detectives searched Daniel's home for a second time. They had found items belonging to another elderly woman named Leah Goodman, who, shockingly, weirdly enough, she was also missing. So now they have three elderly women missing, all linked to Daniel Prince. Hmm. I'm starting to see little red flags pop up around this gentleman. Yeah, there's a pattern going on for sure. 
So police also recovered a gun that Edna's family did confirm was hers. They determined that Daniel had a number of profiles on internet dating sites. So Kiever said that gave us concrete belief that Daniel Prince had something to do with Edna's disappearance, which I don't know why that gave them concrete belief. I mean, obviously he had her gun, so that is concrete belief, but I feel like the video, the two videos of him driving her car and also him putting her in his car, is that not concrete evidence enough? It is, but I think the other missing woman with the credit card and his wallet, that was just kind of like the nail on the coffin. Right. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, this guy, this guy's going down. And then also having a record. And Kiever even said it became apparent that Daniel was a serial killer preying on older women. Now, while Daniel was jailed for stealing Edna's car, Officials were reluctant to charge him with murder without more evidence. And, you know, they still hadn't found a body at that point. So in October, Daniel was married. So in October, Daniel's wife decided to sell their home. Uh, A large box was discovered on the property that contained Edna's social security card and her keys as well as a plastic bag and an empty yogurt cup. I mean, I'm like, if that's not enough evidence, all these things. The bag and the yogurt cup. (laughs) Exactly. Like, what more? I get you need a, you don't need a body, but I get that, like, it helps. But I feel like it's kind of evident (laughs) that he's the one who did something to her. So the bag and yogurt cup, they were sent to the crime lab and they determined that Edna's DNA was on the bag. Now, there were also traces of painkillers in the container. So they put two and two together that Daniel used that yogurt to poison Edna. And that's kind of where they saw him putting her into his car. She was like out. I know so that was it they kind of got all the missing pieces that they really needed Um, not everything but enough so Daniel was charged with Edna's murder now prosecutors emphasized that this was a possible death penalty case as they pressed Daniel to tell them what he had done with Edna and with the other women as well. Um, Now, nine months after Edna went missing, Daniel revealed that her remains were buried in Rutherford County. So he cracked and he told them. And they did find her on May 16th. Her body was found buried in a shallow grave covered with branches and pine straw. Law enforcement believed that by late August of that same year that Daniel had established an online friendship with Edna. He went to her city, Traveler's Rest, 
He laced her yogurt with a lethal mix of painkillers and placed the bag over her face. Now, this was what they theorized. He didn't really give them a step-by-step breakdown of everything that he did or what happened. The only reason I think that he told them where her body was was because he didn't want the death penalty. So he was just doing it selfishly, you know? Yeah. Um, But I do, I agree with this theory. I feel like this makes sense. Um, So on June 22nd, 2022, Daniel pleaded guilty to kidnapping and murdering Edna Suttles. He also, crazily enough, he did confess to killing Leah Goodman, who was 61 years old, and Nancy Rago, who was 66 years old. And also Nancy's mother, Dolores, who was 88 years old. So he com- um, confessed to killing four of these elderly women. And I have to wonder if there's more that he's done that obviously he's just not saying. These were just the ones that they found evidence against. Oh, I 100% agree there's more. Yeah. Um, so he is in prison and he is serving a life sentence um, without any chance of parole, which, you know, is good. He will deserves to rot in there. <laughs> and I just Googled so I can see the faces and mm-hmm. he's like a jackass and she looks like the sweet woman and it makes me more mad. Yep. And that's exactly what it was. And it's just so sad because, she was talking to him on like a dating website. Now they, they had said their conversations were more friendly. So I don't know if like, it's just sad. Like, was she just looking for a friend or like someone to talk to? It makes me so sad when like elderly people feel like they're alone. And like, he totally took advantage of that situation, but obviously by poisoning her and like, dumping her body when she was just looking for like a friend or a companion or someone to talk to. It's just like, it's sick. And I don't know the situation fully with the other women that he had confessed to killing. Um, I don't know if it was also a online dating app situation or like he said, he was a handyman for elderly women. So it might've been in that kind of scenario, but um, either way, it's just sad, like, and it's also, like, why is he only going for elderly women? That's just also a weird pattern yeah. And as according well. to this, he was married. Yep, he was married. So that's even more gross. So- yeah, because, like, I don't think he did anything, like, like, he didn't, to my knowledge, he didn't rape them or, like, have any sexual contact with them. So I don't know why it was, like, a thing for him to just like kill them i don't know maybe because he just wanted the credit cards yeah that is true you know he knew that like they're obviously older and fragile so they could be an easy target for him i guess or maybe she found out about him and was like what the hell are you really doing you know maybe she was on to him so he had to shut her up right who knows but if he killed before then Chances are he just took advantage of her, you know. Yeah, it's a sick, sick thing he was doing. Um, 
Yeah, and he became kind of known as the elderly woman killer. Kind of a, I don't know, stupid name, but it fits, you know. <laughs> the shoe fits, and it definitely does. Right, well, now he can just Rotten sit in the corner and think what you've done, sir, for yep. like 29 years or whatever he gets. But... Yep, for the rest of time. So, but yeah, I thought that was a sad story. And it's kind of um, not funny, but like funny timing because the other day I was um, outside of like a Little Caesars and this old man came out with a pizza by himself and he had talked to me and my boyfriend for a second. And then I started crying because I was like, I don't know, anytime I see like old people by themselves, it just makes me really sad. And I'm like, what if he's, that's just his dinner and this was his only social interaction all day. And now he's just like going home by, like created this whole storyline in my head. So he might have a wife at home you just don't know about. Yeah, I just created this fake scenario for for my emotions. But, like, anytime I see, like, a video, too, of, like, a lonely old person, I literally cry. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. But, so this story is extra sad for me. Well, you made it through without crying, so there's that. Yep, yep. Um, I myself going to go on and say that the, the guy was taking the pizza home for him and his wife. She was just That's, that's what I hope. She's just, just like, too tired of his grandchildren and all the people in his life. That's just what I hope for him because he was so. Or next time, him. invite him over to come home with you and Brad. I guess. I don't know. I can't. I can't be t- inviting strangers <laughs> over. I do too many crime stories. <laughs> so she doesn't feel that bad for him. Like I'm, I feel horrible, but I'm not going to risk my own life. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Although, I feel like I could take him if he tried to, like, fight me, you know? <laughs> well, Brett would be there. I mean, I'm hoping Brett wouldn't be, like, in the closet <laughs> leaving you to take him. <laughs> He's, like, in the corner taking bets. There's no room for both of us, Crystal. Find your own hiding spot. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and you're like, I know I shouldn't let him move in, motherfucker. He ate all the potatoes and I was taking the only closet. <laughs> inside joke (laughs) oh my goodness but yeah so that was the elderly woman killer (laughs) well now we're all gonna go to bed sad so thank you you are welcome for that that's what that's what we do that's what we do best and we'll be back again next week Uh, maybe we'll have an update on the Lizzo maybe we'll have an update on where the F is Britney Spears? Maybe I know. we'll have an update on some more updates. Updates on updates. Um, stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> yes. But I have to work tomorrow. I got a long day ahead of me. My girl Kay's got to work tomorrow. So we are going to uh, say goodnight. Good night to all, and thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week. We got to go. Stay creepy.
Bye. Bye. Thank you.